Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. It's good to have Trey Chapman, SVP of Partner Management at Avalara, a cloud-based tax compliance solution provider in today's episode of the Sales Star podcast. Greg, we'd really like to dive into your experience, your thoughts and your observations through your journey through the years in tech. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? We'd love to hear about your journey so far, some of your biggest learnings, what 2020 has really been like for you. So over to you. Thank you very much first of all for having me on. I I really do appreciate it. And um, you know, a little bit about myself. I've I've led a little bit of a charmed life as it relates to my corporate life. I started my career with Deloitte out of college and and um, you know, spent a couple of years with them. And then I joined a small little startup in the Seattle area by the name of Onyx Software there in the CRM space and just had an incredible experience to work, you know, in the United States largely implementing and learning businesses as as we went out and implemented a very early version in in CRM at the time. And then I also moved overseas and lived in Asia and spent 3 years in Singapore. When I came back, I was actually selling into a small little company called Amazon. and the individual i was selling to said hey listen good news bad news he said good news is you're going to come and work for amazon bad news is i'm not going to buy what you're selling and so one thing led to another and that led to a great experience with amazon over a 12 year period a couple different stints there and just learned a ton i mean amazon is was just such an exciting place and there were so many new things going on um and and was just very very fortunate worked with amazon in the united states primarily for the first you know 6 to 8 years and then i moved to europe and so lived in europe and worked in europe running a couple of businesses there for amazon and when i came back i met this incredible personality the ceo of avalara by the name of scott mcfarland and was not intending to leave amazon but scott just kind of told me what avalara was trying to do and and it was just such a compelling story that i decided to leave amazon and join avalara and that's that's what i've been doing ever since is working for avalara and uh working as uh kind of the head of the channel if you will partner management is a fancy term avalara goes to market uh largely through our partners we sell directly but we implement our technologies you know through transactional platforms like sap or oracle or e-commerce platforms like magento and big commerce and shopify so i'm in charge of those channel relationships as it relates to our go to market strategy and you know for the last 8 years i've just been very very fortunate enjoyed uh, enjoyed the ride immensely Absolutely and we like to we like to take a minute to dive into some of your biggest learnings especially from your years at Amazon so you know we've all we've all obviously followed the growth story and seeing how you've spent a significant amount of time there and then the exposure working with global teams and also seeing teams expand over these years what were some of the biggest learnings that you came across from your time You know Amazon is exceptional in so many ways but just a, a couple of things that I always talk about first of all Amazon always and forevermore will focuses on the customer and and they work backwards from the customer and it sounds simple but they brought that to an art and um you know and it leads to everything it leads to different market delivery methods you know fulfillment by Amazon or AWS or all these things those were all driven through customers saying hey listen I'd love to engage with Amazon but I'd love to do it in a different way and and by Amazon listening to those customers they've really been able to promote and and drive one of the most successful companies I think ever absolutely the second thing I'd say is you know Amazon is a, is an extremely data driven company 
There's no emotion. Amazon makes big bets, but they make it on data-driven decisions. And um, you know, when those bets don't uh, don't work out, they cut very deeply and quickly and and stick to a plan. So I think their their use of data and their their focus on the customer is really unique. Absolutely. And we'd love it if you could take us through Avalara's core offerings and what your role as SVP of partner management is like, and especially how has that role evolved between our pre-COVID days and what we're now calling the new normal? And how has the interaction with the team and all of this, the whole process at Avalara really changed over these last couple of months? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. So if you go back to just on what Avalara does, Avalara is applying technology to compliance. Right. So taxes, you know, you always hear it's death and taxes. Right. So Avalara 15, 16 years ago sought to just bring technology to the very complex problem of tax. And when you think about tax or compliance, at the end of the day, there is the calculation of tax and the overall transactional value. And then there is the remittance. So at the end of the day, that's what Avalara does. We worldwide, we help companies accurately calculate tax through a SaaS-based system, and then we help companies remit those taxes. And over the years, we've expanded that charter so that we look at the duties and taxes. So it's more of a fully landed cost versus just the sales tax or just the you know submitting of that, of that tax to the different jurisdictional entities. And you know, so we just acquired a company called Business Licenses as an example, where now it's not just about tax, but it's also about how can Avalara help you maintain your business licenses, right? So every company in the United States has to be licensed in order to do business in one or 50 states. And so Avalara now helps with those. So we're just all about taking that operational compliance burden off companies and really leveraging technology to do it in a SaaS way. As it relates to COVID, I would say Avalara's again led a little bit of a charmed life in that COVID's been really good for us because what COVID has driven is the need for efficiencies and the need to work remotely and digitally. And that's what Avalara is all about. Most of the time we compete with manual. Today, most companies are out there calculating and managing transactional tax manually and Avalara's technology really plays into. So what we've seen is we've seen a lot of companies acknowledge that in order to work in this crazy, unprecedented COVID times, you need to be more efficient and you need to rely on technologies like Avalara, you know, to solve some of those traditional problems where there's no upside in getting taxed right. There's a a ton of downside in getting it wrong. So again, we've been very, very fortunate and, um, you know, our strategy around SaaS and just the way that we've founded the company has been uh, very much in that. Last thing I'll say is, you know, my role as the senior vice president of partners, you know, it's really about how we go to market. Avalara, when you calculate tax, you don't calculate tax in a standalone way. You calculate taxes within the transactional systems that businesses are run on. So the billing systems where you're creating invoices, you know, there's a line item in there and, and you need to accurately calculate. Well, You call our API and we seamlessly integrate into SAP or Oracle or Sage or Epicor, and we allow folks to leverage our service within those applications. And the same can be said for e-commerce technologies, for billing applications, recurring billing applications, recurrently, those sorts of things, POS, et cetera. So my job is to make sure that we have relationships and technology integrations into all of those transactional systems worldwide. So as our customers need to call Avalara, they can do so within the applications the tax is calculated. 
Thank you for taking us through all of that. And obviously, um, as you rightly mentioned, this has been a good year. In fact, a great year for a lot of SaaS-based companies. So the B2B and technology marketplace did cope with the whole shift to a 100% remote work experience or culture. We basically saw a lot of demand, a lot of uh, increase or changes in adoption patterns for different kinds of technologies. So of course, Avalara, as you said, has led a charm life this year. But there have been a lot of businesses, there have been a lot of teams who've been, who've realized the benefits of, you know, some of the benefits of, you know, the global lockdowns, the shift to a remote culture. And when everyone is on a digital platform, so everyone is also realizing the importance of expanding digitally, expanding across borders, not limiting themselves as much anymore. So what are some of the technologies you feel that, you know, teams should be looking at or should be investing in as part of the arsenal here? So this is a little bit of change of track. We're diving more into the sales and marketing part of things, especially when they're looking at entering new markets. Yeah, I know it's a great question and I'll stick to kind of the, I mean, you the, you could talk for hours about this and, and we're going to keep it brief, but in our world of compliance, it's really, really important because as you rightly point out, this COVID and all the craziness that's going on has really continued to drive the market to be a one market. You can buy things, you know, across borders. You can buy things in Europe from the United States and have it shipped directly there. And and that's the way it should be. It's It's really exciting. So some of the things that, that you just mentioned, some of the technologies that we have internally are promoting accuracy of the holistic transaction. So when you buy something in Europe and it's coming from the United States, not only do you have to understand the, the compliance rules in, say, England or in, in Germany, you also have to understand what happens to that good as it crosses a border. And so having technologies that allow you to automate all of those things, either through some of your e-commerce providers, the Shopify's, the big commerces of the world, or just enabling those directly from the Avaleras of the world, you know, our, ourselves and, and our competitors. Those are things that just really do offer a much better experience for the customers. And as a result, give you a differentiated experience and, and overall sales approach and marketing approach going in. The other thing that I would say is, as you think about cross-border is, just try and be culturally sensitive. As I've gone around and worked and been fortunate to live in Asia and other places, you know, especially as we come here from the United States, while English is an adopted language in most countries, you really do want to be sensitive. You can't imagine, you know, someone coming in here and expecting us to understand the German language or, or Spanish or others. So as you go into those markets, either through marketplaces or others, you know, presenting your your goods and, and the experience with a local configuration is important, whether it's the payments, credit cards aren't necessarily the mode of operandi everywhere in the world. Language is really, really important. Observing those cultures is just exceptionally important. Absolutely. And all very relevant in today's uh, business climate, especially. Uh, closer home at Avalara, we'd like to hear about some of the some of the most useful technologies the team has had experience with the last couple of years and months. And also, if you can take us through the take us through some of your learnings from your most successful campaigns or plans this year. It's a great question. And again, we've been very lucky and fortunate to be successful in, in selling into the mid market. And for 15 years, we've enjoyed some success in that area. As we've evolved, this notion of allowing technology to drive efficiencies in, in compliance has really pulled us up market and down market. And our ability to communicate effectively to that customer is really, really important. So a very small company coming in to consume and interact with our website, as an example, is very, very different than a Fortune 1000 and everywhere in between. So 
where Avalar has invested some time and some technology and effort is in making sure that we cater the message that our visitors to our websites that they receive, make sure that that's catered to the, you know, the company as much as possible. So how do we use technologies to recognize who's actually visiting our website and then present them with the appropriate messages so that small business, you know, receives the message contextually in the way that they need to receive it. I'd say the other piece of technology that has has led to some success and some help for us is, as I mentioned, it's really, really important that we interact and go to market with our channel partners, with our partners. And so we've invested time and effort in partner-facing technologies that allow them to interact within the sales journey, within the marketing journey, within all these things, so that partners become an extension of our sales strategy. And the more we can make it easy for them to refer their customers in, to understand what's going on with their customers as it relates to our sales efforts, support efforts, et cetera. That's been a critical area for us to invest in, especially in these crazy COVID times as the local and personal touch has been, um, you know, and harder, harder and harder to come by. And more important and crucial to offer as well. So absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Greg, thank you so much for uh, for all these useful observations and insights that you shared with us today. But before we wrap up, we'd love to know if you have some last minute tips or top tips or some best practices, if you want to share as businesses and teams get ready to prepare for 2021. So we have everyone preparing for the holiday and then the new quarter. So what are the last few thoughts that you, you have for them? I think it's going to be more of an extension and a, and a you know, leaning in on what's currently happening. So I really think that, you know, focusing your critical resources and people on areas that are going to drive revenue and allowing technologies, which may sound self-serving, but at the end of the day, I do believe ROI and efficiency are going to be just key for businesses in 2021 because the way we're doing business is just different. And so we want to automate as much as possible and, and focus those key resources on, you know, really focusing on the sales and marketing activities that are going to drive, you know, the top line revenue. And the other thing is that it goes a little bit back to my Amazon days of don't force customers into experiences that they don't want to be part of. E-commerce, I think, is probably the best example. Like customers are, are now doing business online. So as we get out there from a sales and marketing standpoint, let's meet them where they are and let's not force them into a bunch of processes that are foreign or not catered to them as much as possible. And let's embrace the omni-channel e-commerce experience and um, try and meet your customers where they are. Thank you so much once again for taking the time to share all of this with us today. Take care and stay safe. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.